0: this is a podcast from Minute Media. Welcome to Star Guys, a podcast about Stargirl on the CW. I'm a Star Guy sided on for this old episode. My name is Alex.
1: I'm a Star Guy too, dwelling in darkness, letting the world wash Man. over me. I'm Justin.
2: This shit's depressing as fuck. Sprinkled with a little creepy kid in there. No thanks. I'm Pete.
1: End and of podcast. Uh, we-,
0: <laughs> <laughs> we are going to be talking about Stargirl Season 2, Episode 7, Summer School... Chapter 7, the latest episode of Stargirl. So if you haven't watched it, go watch it. Get super bummed out and then come back here so we can talk about it. Question your life, what you're (laughs) doing. Now, brief bit of recap, just broad, broad overview of the episode. We are finally getting to something that we have long speculated about this season, exactly what's going on with Yolanda. Maybe there's a little bit of a question mark there still by the end of the episode. But we do at least get to see Yolanda dealing with what seems to be some sort of psychic vision of both Brainwave and Bravewave Junior dealing with their deaths, whether caused by her or otherwise. And by the end of the episode, Yolanda has pretty much checked out is her reaction, Given up Wildcat, She's left her diner it. job, maybe She's left town for good. We don't know. But um, yeah, real,
1: real bubber guys.
0: <laughs> yeah. Real bubber.
1: The entire tenor of the show has changed. Um, Obviously, this episode, uh, Yolanda goes through a lot, but every aspect of this show is different now. It's literally darker lighting-wise. It's Mm -hmm. uh, the tone across the board, the way that everything is shot is very much like sort of pulled back and uh, stoic. It's a slower-paced show. It's wild. Well,
0: something to mention about this episode that I think in particular is interesting is paralleled with last season saddling Yolanda with, hands down, the emotionally heaviest episodes of the show. Like, last season she was dealing with the nude photo scandal, something that really came out in a big day way initially. she She found a way out of it by dressing as Wildcat, but it started off really sad, and now... We get another episode just really just digging into her on almost every front, to the point that and I assume this is part of the point of the episode, but not to be too blunt about it. But last season we were dealing with the fact that she was violated, and now again she is being violated potentially by Brainwave, maybe by Eclipse, something like that. And it's upsetting. It's supposed to be upsetting, but it's very upsetting to watch.
1: Yeah. And also, like, we don't get any resolution, really, of this mystery. The fact that not only is she being violated, but she's like, it could be this new menace or this old guilt ridden menace for me. Like we it's bad. We know it's bad, but we don't know how bad it is. Mm-hmm. And then we, it's cut off. Then she's she is. Sort well, of I mean, taken it's so
2: story. bad. Brainwave got lost in the sadness for a month. And I kind of feel like that after this episode. It is fucking super depressing and I I, I it it just hurt to watch. And then when you I have a thing for creepy kids. And when you put a fucking creepy kid in the episode, I don't know what else we're supposed to fucking do with our lives.
1: All right. Well, it, you mean you the, have a you love creepy kids or you're like, oh, I don't like creepy kids. No,
2: I I don't like, uh, you know, kids. And no offense to your your guys's kids, <laughs> other people's kids. You don't like anyway. any kids. Yeah. Yeah. And especially if you have them alone in the dark. That's the
0: creepiest thing of all time. That's where my kids always are. Ah, that's I don't think you're growing them correctly. They need the sun, sunlight. the
1: sun is bad for them.
0: Yeah, the sun is bad for them, so well, I asked them, "Hey, can sun. you can you stand and just stare at the corner in the <laughs> darkness? Would you mind doing that?" And they do it anyway. And sometimes and they appear a in the mirror lie. to me, like I'm looking in the mirror and I just see like a flit of them come by. Oh man. That's good. And I'm like, "These are these are good kids."
1: I'm raising my children of the corn. I just want them to be amongst and of the corn, you know? Oh, man. Great hide and seek area. Uh, it's nice fall. It's the great Why, season to be in the corn.
0: While we're still focusing on, the, focusing on this, I got to be honest, I'm still not sold on this creepy kid. I know you're clearly upset about it, Pete, but there's something about his laugh that feels like. What? I'm sorry. It well, feels like so a director. Nice. You started like, laughing at the end, too, with the kid. You're like, ha ha, this is so much fun. It's there. I don't know if it's the, a split second pause with this stuff. We. I don't think you were here in the episode with a reintroduce little Brucie Gordon. I think he was fine in the first episode in Creepy when he was dealing with Dr. Mediter's kid, but then when he showed up again, he was just doing this very fakey, I'm going to really dig into this child actor and rip him a new one. Well, you really <laughs> are. What am I doing, you doing here? Doing? I'm just, just stop it, myself Alex. right now. I got Please. caught in my head right
1: in the middle. I... You've already said this you, on you... this <laughs> podcast once, <laughs> and you're about to do it a second time. Stop doubling down.
0: Yeah. As a grown man, the only way I can feel fulfillment in my life is by taking out a child actor
1: well well but it's not like i don't i, I take your point the kid is a little uh ha, it's ha, a little ha, sort what? of what do you yeah what but but i do think i think that's intentional he is weird he's meant to be playing this like go old man like honestly if you want to take the blame off the actor and put it on it's a being like i'm trying to be creepy and i'm a like ghost of a dead villain or whatever like he's like i don't know i'll just laugh and he the honestly the thing that bothered me the most was he takes his lollipop and he bites it oh he bite the lollipop off. come on that's creepy what is that commercial yeah oh man yeah, but he was eating a dum-dum clearly mm. there's no center there what are you trying to get to kid What's inside there, do you think? The stick. Delicious stick. You get into that sweet mm. stick. I'm mm. always <laughs> <was> chasing stick <laughs> at the center of my uh, my treats. Um, that's why popsicle sticks, sometimes there's words on them.
0: Mm. Jokes and things. It's fun. Uh, can I be honest about something? I think the reason that I'm going so hard on this kid is I was up for the roll. Oh, that's what it yeah, was. I went in for the role. I was like, hey, I'm reading for the role of real Brucey e. Gordon. They gave me some bullshit explanation like you're an adult and not actually an Wait, actor. but didn't you do the old like
2: used your knees, like put shoes on your knees type of thing and kind of went you in that it? way? Yeah, yeah you dwarfed, dwarfed it. Of course. Dwarf
0: on golf? And that's what Come I on. explained to them in the audition. I was like, I'm dwarfing it. And they were like, yeah. literally nobody gets that reference. Get out of here.
1: <laughs> <laughs> you and they were right. Bully. They were right. Yeah, yeah.
0: They were right. I'm sorry. Uh, so that's not the meat of the episode though. Let's turn well,
2: it Yeah, back. The real meat of the episode is, it's July, but it looks like it's winter outside and there's all these storm clouds and why wouldn't anybody else kind of be freaked out by this? You know what I mean? Like there's They're gotta be people who this. rely think... on crops and mm-hmm. other things to, in their uh, garden yeah. to grow. Like the town should be freaking
0: out. Here's what we need. We need, to your point, Pete, the Exposition radio station to come on and be like, whoa, lots of farmers freaked out by this weather. And now back to a little song we call Rick's Been Helping Grundy. Rick's Been Helping Grundy. (laughs) Uh, Just a friendly reminder,
2: give it a shout out to Rick, who's probably out there feeding a giant... That nobody else has seen, and nobody minds that's in the woods.
1: But have we seen Rick feed Grundy lately? Because mm. Grundy hungry. Yeah. Oh, I thought you were suggesting
0: maybe that he hasn't been feeding Grundy, Grundy but just like a bunch of squirrels. Well, just leaving Grundy, pizza and fried chicken for them.
2: Probably just as, you know, he hates Mondays, like a Fun. lot of us. And, you know, he, you know maybe no, on Monday he doesn't eat. You know, You're
0: thinking of Garfield.
1: Yeah, yeah. that's it. You think he's feeding Garfield? <laughs> he hasn't fed a lasagna. There's no lasagna been dropped off there. It's coming. But it's not. I, I guess what I'm saying is I feel like Rick is feeding Grundy and and etc. Like it's not like he's earmarked all of that food for the creature that has that killed his parents. Like he's probably feeding all manners of uh, beasts in the woods. Mm. Do you think he's saving some for himself? Do you think he gets like
0: 17 buckets of fried chicken and he's like, oh, I'll take a drummy.
1: I mean, anytime I bring food to someone, I have a little nibble. <laughs> oh, you, can, wow, you pinch? You yeah. pinch you off the food? You're bringing food. To, you're like, oh, let me just have a. You got to taste it. Make sure it tastes good for the person. When you were a
0: teen, it. you were a pizza delivery boy, right? And you That's were right. famous for
1: uh, Sal's famous Seven Slice Pizzas. That's right. (laughs) Well, I always said one for daddy. Wow, that is great. But to your point, I was a boy then, uh, so it was was especially weird. I would deliver the pizza. Grumpy Joe over here. I would deliver the pizza with one slice mm-hmm. missing, and then I would go ha 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 ha, and <laughs> turn and walk away. Tell
0: you what, yeah, should... that was a better laugh than that kid does on the oh, show. Oh god, <laughs> I'm sorry. Stop. Um, I'm sorry. Uh, Listen, if kid. Mikey's going to be nice and normal, I got a lump on some kid on the show. All right. <laughs> I guess so. You have a
1: quota. <laughs> you can you consider Mikey's uh, behavior in this episode normal? <laughs> I mean, relatively to last season, yes. I don't know. I, he's entered a new phase of weirdness. It's like he's uh, he's like big. He's like Tom Hanks in big weirdness. It's like he's grown up a little bit, but he, he doesn't know how to run the body very well, feels like.
0: Hey, no? listen.
1: He, what do you
0: think? I mean, at least we got some Mikey Pat time. You had to have liked that, right, Pete? Yeah, I did. I did. Until the evil Plato
2: got a hold of him. But I thought the, you know, like the... Him being excited to kind of work on the robot and then Pat being like, lug nuts, kid. That's where it's all at. You know, gave him a little wax on, wax off. And then Mikey not getting the reference because he's not as old. I thought that was fun.
1: It was fun. But I got to say, uh, the fact that Pat, famous sidekick, is training Mikey great father training mikey in like some pretty lowercase ass sidekick stuff uh, mm-hmm. feels like not what mikey wants and i well, feel like I mean, mikey, pat
2: himself got sidekicked you know what i mean so finally it's somebody he gets to kind of train and bring up you know what i mean so
1: he's sidekicking his son yeah he's passing on the the sidekickery we would like to see him
2: you know hopefully he'll realize the error of his ways and kind of like you know, not do what he he got done to. I, it. I
0: do feel like we need to settle with something with Mikey soon, because every episode so far, we've gotten some sort of, hey, this is he gets some role and then it gets screwed up. And he's like, no, this is what I want my role to be. Yeah. And it keeps changing every single episode. Like, I think last episode was the one where he said, no, I want a stripe junior. Right. I want a robot suit of my own. Do- so I feel like we need to get to that versus this was a step back and now he's using an
1: enormous wrench. A comically large wrench. Yes. Where's Zeke also? Yeah, oh yeah, we got, got no Zeke in this app. That was heartbreaking. Yeah, that was
0: that was tough. That was that was the toughest part of the episode, honestly.
2: And do you Who's think that maybe than? when they were sitting around the creepy dark uh, table in the family room having their creepy family meeting that maybe Mikey was kind of like, "Hey, maybe I should bring up the fact that I've killed two. You know, like, I'm a killer. I, did. I deserve a seat at this table. I did
0: like that admission, but it was very offhand. Uh, yes. I mean, this gets into something that I have an issue with, with superhero television in particular, the hourverse in particular, is, though it's all across superhero TV, is the constant wrestling with, should we kill, should we not kill? It's just oh, a very... Our- that's a real thing to wrestle with. You know what I mean? Sure. Well, not I just for feel us, like, though,
2: right?
1: Yeah. Not for us. 30, well, I mean, let's face we it. We if somebody it.
2: had to do the killing in this group, <laughs> it would be me. I would have to do it. I would right. save you guys and kill the bad guy. And that. You Yolanda's save right.
1: Save us from what? I have a lot of questions. Also, <laughs> honestly, Pete, I don't know if you have the stomach for it. I feel like you have the anger, but on the backside, you're, you're too gentle. You're a gentle but giant. How dare you? I dare you, I insult you by calling you gentle. That's right. Well, this is, I don't
0: think, again, just to get back to it, I don't think there's anything wrong with the way that they executed what Mikey was talking about or Yolanda is wrestling with over the course of the episode, because she's also getting into the should superheroes kill debate. It's just I've watched it on so many shows that I felt like, I didn't need to see it again. I understand why it's important here, but I kind of want to move past that and discuss other things because there's a lot of other things that are interesting and are different Yeah, like should
2: you maybe just wound people? You know what I mean? Like shoot them in the leg. Yeah, wound.
0: You know well, what I
2: mean? Or just like strangle point- them until they pass
0: out a little bit. You
1: know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah, strange, I want to see
0: killed. more of a should I kneecap the bad guys debate. Yeah, exactly.
1: But uh, to your point, Alex, because I agree with you, I feel like that's something um, – non-comics fans obsess about like why doesn't batman kill and all that and it's Mm -hmm. just like for i feel like comics fans and like fans of these characters on all these cw shows and stargirl it's like they just Mm -hmm. don't so like we don't have to re-debate it all the time if we can just accept it and and move into it and if it does happen then we talk like talk about it because i don't mind some of the notes of the yolanda story like i thought this was like Truly a v- big emotional episode and uh, almost like a much like a harder core drama than um, than what Stargirl has been before. But Because it, it felt like it was based on the character, not this sort of simplified debate like, should people kill if they wear a cape? And it's like, uh, we don't need that. The answer has been decidedly no for most <laughs> – uh, all characters.
0: Yeah, pretty much. Even – Sorry, Pete, but even in Arrow, where the first season and they, the showrunner straight up said this, he was a serial killer in the first season. He, in the second season, is like, ah, maybe I shouldn't be a serial killer. So I feel like we did that, what, a decade ago at this point? Like you're saying, Justin, let's move on and move on to something else, because particularly with Yolanda's storyline, there's a lot of more interesting notes. Like one thing that I appreciated about this, and this is something they've done consistently with their story, is take religion seriously and not. Yeah. Cast it as the villain. You know, my natural instinct, and I don't know about you guys, but watching this, you hear that priest that she's giving confession to, the entire time I was like, here it goes. He's a he's going to come out. Yeah. He's the bad guy. He's going to get her. But no, nope, he's actually just a helpful, steady figure in her life. And to me, but, that is a much smarter choice. But, yeah, like, I agreed. But he ratted uh, her out to uh,
2: her mom there. That was rough. Where, you know, it was like... I don't think he did the wrong thing. It's how the mother dealt with it was the wrong way. Right. But then he had the nice like, hey, this isn't what this is about. You know what I mean? Like we're supposed Mm -hmm. to, you know, and I thought that was a nice message. I did like her kind of daredevil moment where she kind of is struggling with right and wrong. And, you know, like I I thought that that was cool. And I agree with you, like the the use of the church as a safe haven and not just kind of like the, the creepy thing. Uh, Was a nice choice. Um, I was worried it was going to go there, but it was. And I also was very worried in her fever dream that when she slashed, uh, you know, the imaginary person's uh, throat, that it was going to be the father laying on the ground. So I'm Mm -hmm. so glad they didn't do that.
1: Good thought, Pete. I I do think, especially in an episode that was sort of built around horror movie genre uh, look and feel. That they didn't make the church a horrifying place uh, was an especially surprising and smart choice.
0: I mean, at the same time, though, we do have the show down there and we should talk about the question mark returns of Brainwave and Brainwave Jr., which whatever was going on there, it was great seeing those characters again because they were so good on the show and it was such a bummer to lose them, particularly Brainwave, who is a crazy, creepy villain.
1: Oh, man. Very creepy. And I have a a theory. I do think that brainwave has left some sort of mark or residual power in Yolanda's brain. Um, And I feel like Uh, she's riding the brainwave. uh, And she uh, my prediction for the end of the season or the big culminating battle is she will somehow find a way to harness this power and use it to help trap Eclipso.
2: Ooh, use like rides the wave and traps Clipso, huh?
1: Yeah, Surf's she's gonna it, hang ten.
0: Well. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Mm-hmm. What did you think, Pete? What did you think about Brainwave and Brainwave Junior coming back? Maybe this episode. I mean, I you know once we
2: kind of realized that uh, you know she was just asleep in the back of the class and safe, I felt a lot better. But the kind of her visually dealing with her grief. And kind of having a back and forth with it was I thought was nice. uh I was just worried about her safety a little bit, and I was also a little worried about how much court would rather text than you know touch base with their friends.
1: Wow, well, she's texting she's trying to get her relationship maybe back going again with Cameron, she's trying also, to also hey, Mikey. like
2: don't sneak up on somebody. All right, Like, hey dudes, like that's not a good idea If you're like, oh man, I'm going to scare this girl And that'll be fun It's not What are you talking about specifically? I'm talking about when he tried to bum rush court in the middle oh, of the street okay. And he oh, puts her against the wall okay. And it's like, don't yeah. sneak up on people There's <laughs> a lot of shit going on And don't do that
1: I feel bad, P, because I'm standing right behind you No! <laughs> oh, that's terrifying Remember, remember that. <laughs> <laughs> I got Alex, God, I do you like might that not are, like little kids, but I we do like to that we're out.
0: continuing with the Cameron Courtney relationship. I do think that is very cute. um, it felt like it reached a breaking point a couple of episodes back, so I'm yeah. glad that it didn't. Cameron seems to be.
2: Yeah, he was like, oh,
0: I'm out of here, but it seems like he's not. No, he's good. Unless there's something else more going on with him since he's gotten his ice powers. so maybe he's bad and working with Cindy and there's going to be some sort of twist there, but I don't think so. He seems pretty on the level.
1: Cindy's gooped up, man. I don't think she's doing much. Yeah, she's in Gooptown. She took a one-way trade to Gooptown. That's what your parents said when your family pet died. (laughs) <laughs> uh, so it's up in Goop Gooptown. Your, yeah, beloved, goldfish. your yeah. beloved goldfish. Your beloved goldfish C three PO is in Gooptown. They uh, melted down all my pets. Go ahead, Pete.
2: Yeah, so speaking of Gooptown, uh Justin, you're the shade expert. Um yeah, so it Goop seemed Town. like <laughs> shade, you know, like Either is bleeding Doobie. or shit himself a little bit. Like, what was, because <laughs> yeah. Barb was like looking at it and I couldn't tell if it was chocolate syrup or blood or what because it was so darkly lit. Yeah,
0: what's going on? Was the shade shitting through the ceiling? Yeah, does the shade <laughs> just like well, yeah, yeah, was he
1: doing that? Was you like, know the
2: shade's powers. Does the shade leave a little bit of itself everywhere it goes?
1: Like, how does that work? There's a, a great story arc in the Starman comic where Shade uh, sort of came from, entitled uh, it, it uh, "If I can remember this correctly." Excuse me, sir, is that diarrhea on your <laughs> pants? Um, and sort of, but it reintroduced the Shade uh dealing with a lot of personal problems. Uh, I, I, I thought this moment was cool. First off, I love the American Dream board meeting scene where oh, they're all yeah, like, "Great, Barb, back in it. Come on, Barb's in it." They're all sitting around being like, "Hey." Is this a business? What do we do here? (laughs) And Barb's like, what if we... Yeah. I, not I, I slightly
0: that. felt like that scene was targeted directly at our podcast. I know that's yes. impossible because they filmed <laughs> exactly. it months ago, but I was like, thank you. Yeah. Thank yeah. you for the thank scene. You. And just having everybody recognize that this business is nonsense right now. Yeah.
1: It's not and Barbara's well. like, what if we just had money? And they're yeah. like, I like Barbara's idea. I like Barbara's idea. <laughs> <laughs> Let's keep yeah. spending money Motion we don't passes. have.
0: Agreed. Well, So then, what did you think though of the moment where she looks at Jordan's painting, and his theme comes in. Uh, my sense of it was that she realizes, okay, maybe he was actually trying to do something good here, and maybe I can channel those good things that he was doing, even though it's ominous to potentially step into his footsteps.
2: And that was so close to what he wanted, he got excited and shit himself.
1: That's what you're saying. No, that's mm-hmm. No, we're, we're not doing that part. Uh, okay. I, I agree with you, Alex. I also think... Her looking at that, struggling with the the concept that he is this horrible villain who wanted to kill a ton of people. But also, he did have good ideas. Again, putting us on this theme that I think is the season-long theme of the gray areas uh, between heroes and villains and that everyone is sort of a now, little bit of good and a little bit of bad. Justin, now, is it uh, ghost
2: lube? Is that what it is? It's like ghost lube so you can go through yeah. walls and stuff?
1: Yeah. Yeah, you need to grease the wheels a little bit when you're walking through
2: Well, stuff. explain to me why the shade... Left residue then, please.
1: So the the Shade was injured, maybe mortally wounded in his battle oh, with Eclipso. Okay. And I think okay, he's struggling to reform he's himself. Bleeding. He's bleeding. His, he's bleeding. His shadow powers are injured and bleeding. And that's what manifests there. And I think it's I like that it's a it's a great what? <laughs> what?
0: No, just uh, you know, blood is really like the shit of veins is the way that I think about it. <laughs> that's
1: where
2: your mind went like Justin yep. was talking. Just you were like, talking, sorry. Ha, "Ha,
0: blood, shit of
1: veins." <laughs> What's
2: what yeah, going why, when on you, in that? When you get a nosebleed, here, you when you get
1: a nosebleed, yeah, you did start a pee <laughs> unabashedly. So when you get a nosebleed, Alex, you call it face diarrhea.
2: Right? <laughs> yeah,
0: exactly. <laughs> oh man, I'm like oh no, look, I got to go to the bathroom to the toilet.
1: Uh-huh. Um I'm sorry. You guys so, sneezed into the toilet, I'm, right? I'm
2: sorry, everybody. It's my fault. I'm I, sorry. Wish I, <laughs> I
1: wish I did. I wish uh, I did. Anyway, if I may say, I do like that the shade is. It gives Barbara a good role here in the sort of the superhero side of things, and uh, I like that Shade and Barbara had had this connection. It's did almost I like play? Pete's connection with Amy Smart.
2: Did, did was anybody else like you know in the detective scenes when they always touch something and then they like smell it or they rub it on their teeth because they think it's coke or something? Anybody else want that to happen or just me?
0: Why did everybody keep touching the goop? That's my big question. Like they've if there's dealt with goop the- in a room, how are you gonna ignore it? What are you gonna do? Yeah. I don't know. I not touch it. I guess it just feels like not particularly not a when actually. there's like Eclipso going around and all of these other things. I wouldn't be touching dark supernatural. You're never going to get
2: random superpowers if you don't randomly touch weird things. It's 100%
0: definitely going to corrupt them. You know, same thing with Mikey playing around with the Eclipso stone. Why is that a good idea? None of that is a good idea.
1: Well, he just was briefly covered with leeches, Alex. What's the big Was it leeches? It looked like Play-Doh to me.
0: Am I the it only one leeches. who thought? He, he said it was leeches afterwards. It wasn't 100% clear, but it was
2: definitely It looked leeches. like horribly uh, done He would have Play-Doh. said
0: if he was like, oh, my God, I'm covered in Play-Doh. Yeah. I yeah, wanted to worst, eat it. Even, even worse. Play-Doh was the original candy for Mike. Yeah, he could eat his way out. He'd be
1: all right. Well, Play-Doh, you can't play with Play-Doh too long because it also sucks your blood. Or your body, your inside diarrhea. That's why. As Alex refers (laughs) to. I'm
0: really sad that uh, Uh, we went there with this podcast. (laughs) You're sad? It's my fault. I am.
1: This is a very serious, heartfelt episode. Let (laughs) me just say, Alex, none of us, we're all complicit here. P brought it up. And then you kept it going. I know. You it's kept what, it going. It's definitely my fault. I feel bad. That's what I'm saying. Wow. What I feel
0: bad like Yolanda felt bad in this oh, episode boy. because of all the things she was doing and the emotional weight of everything that was going
1: on. Um,
0: one other well, this, thing to bring. We'll
1: just edit out all that diarrhea stuff and it'll <laughs> fit cleanly together with the stuff we talked about. Hey, what, why is this podcast one minute long? I don't know. <laughs> I'm a regular I bet listener. they talked about diarrhea for 40 minutes. <laughs> I'm a I'm a regular listener. <laughs> uh,
0: let's talk about the JSA, though, before we start to wrap up here. There's not a lot of stuff with the other members necessarily, but we, no. it does feel like I don't think they're going to break up for good. This definitely feels like the brink of the JSA breaks up we get that for a couple of episodes before they ultimately come back together for the final battle. Is that the feeling you guys got as well?
2: I, I yeah, I don't know though. I mean, Beth looked pretty broken. Uh, I feel horror. I was really surprised in this episode. I thought Beth was going to be supportive <laughs> and Rick was going to be a real dick about it, but it completely sw- uh, swapped. Uh, Rick was, uh, uh, listening and supportive. And then Beth was like, eh, I don't know. And, uh, yeah, I was just uh I was really surprised by that meeting and uh I, I was I was like, man, Beth is getting is going through so much that, and then she had to be a dick at the meeting. I was like, I can't. They're piling on Beth right now and uh Yolanda and it's it's heartbreaking to watch.
1: Well, and especially we get this little the moment at the end with the laughing lollipop chewing child outside of Beth's place. Like, Beth's next on the Eclipso hit list.
2: Which is weird, because Beth didn't give that creepy kid a lollipop. You know, you would think that the creepy kid would go after Yolanda, but I guess giving the lollipop was maybe what saved uh, Yolanda's life.
1: It could be. Also, he was polite enough to finish the candy before he went on to terrorize the next member of the JSA.
2: Yeah, when I saw that creepy-ass kid, the first thing I thought of was, wow, this is a polite child.
1: (laughs) You get all your giggles out outside before you go into someone's house. That's what I do. That's, you'll often see me laughing in front of your homes before I enter. Oh, my God. Getting the giggles out. Um, I agree. I think the, the team is is falling apart uh, only to come back together. And my prediction goes even further. I think Grundy will join them to fight against Eclipso because of his relationship with Rick. Uh, I think uh, Cindy and Dr. McNighter will come out of this uh, the Goop goop town to come back and aid them. And uh, it'll be um, maybe even uh, Sportsmaster and uh, Tigress um, will come out and, and join them. I, I believe think it's actually be... it's pronounced Tigress. That John. is not how it's pronounced. Tigress. Uh, nope. Uh, no, it's it, like
0: uh, it's because she's she's a human Tigger. That's oh where she I takes her name from. Tigger from Winnie the Pooh you're talking yeah, about. Yeah, Tigress. She bounces here, bounces there, bounces everywhere. Okay. I think you're talking about gummy bears. I'm not sure what I'm talking about.
2: Justin, (laughs) I would like to say, I think we've seen that before, and this show is going to make a different choice. We're not seeing a team come together. We're watching a team slowly fall apart. And I don't think, I think that's how the show is going to end and the season's going to end. They're just going to look at each other like strangers and be like, we could have been something. And then, uh, you know,
0: try to get day jobs. I think the last line of this season is going to be Courtney looking at everybody else and be like, show's not called fucking young jsa assholes
1: wow solo time
0: <laughs> solo <laughs> bitches.
1: time yeah. uh solo and then time she bitches. jumps on
0: the cosmic staff and flies off and
1: has a good time let me say though to that point alex uh taking it seriously a, a little bit yeah. we have not gotten a lot of time with courtney this season a lot of the episodes have focused on other characters she's been sort of the cheerleader trying to hold the team together and and Stay positive and and go after different things. Yeah, she's not succeeding, and we're only seeing just her be like despondent about it. We haven't really been with her as she's made any moves or or done anything that feels very proactive. And I think that's, I I hope we're going to get a lot of that. She is the shining star at the center of the show. I think once everyone falls apart, this next episode where Beth is going to come under fire from Eclipso and maybe one more focusing on Rick. And then I feel like it's all Stargirl bringing the group back together.
0: I think that's a really good theory, because right now, to your point, all she has really been is this tool in a certain way to beat the bad guys. We've seen the cosmic staff hurt the shade. We've seen the cosmic staff hurt Eclipso. Um, Courtney has saved people a couple of times. But like you're saying, we haven't really dug into her emotionally, except for the episode with Jenny that I do think pushed her in a certain way. But yeah, I think you're absolutely right on the money with that.
2: Well, I hope, but that episode also because that means two more sad episodes before the show turns around. Can I talk about
0: my big issue for the season that I keep forgetting to bring up? Not more summer school. There's not enough summer school. There's like <laughs> one scene, maybe per episode where they're sitting in the back of class and then nothing Come happens. You've got that whole teacher who's trying to put a lesson plan together. The but last I, minute. This is maybe this is a case of my expectations. But I hear summer school and I'm like, here we go. We're going to have crazy hijinks of the school all summer. Nope. Nope. Zero. Long- mostly not in the school.
1: Long church-based dark emotional <laughs> journeys are what summer school is all about. Oh yeah, that's true. I, mean, I, remember I agree doing with you. That
0: at summer school,
1: yeah, yeah, true. I agree with you. This season when it was called summer school, I was like, okay, and then I was like, nope, not that at all. Just yeah. sort of uh, a dark meditation. I mean, summer school does is a bummer. So yeah, absolutely. It, hurts.
0: it definitely hurts. So maybe that's what they're going for. They weren't going for summer school, the old. Movie, the old 80s comedy. They were going for summer
2: school. The, guy's the reality. Gone, uh, guy was in the bathroom for most of it, and then comes back and aces the test. Oh, that's a
1: great bit. Yeah. Another bet. great reference we've made for the <laughs> fans.
0: Before we wrap up here, who was the star of the episode? Pete, who is the star of the episode?
2: Super clear, Barb all day. Uh Barb Super is clear. just, it's important that we had that meeting to reestablish how important Barb is for this town and also for the jobs that are, are, are attached to the town. Uh,
1: yes. Um, I love Barb's, uh, ability to handle the small, the small town economy, uh, is really uh, impressive. Uh, I gotta give it up for Yolanda. Like we didn't really talk about the performance, um, that the, Mm. uh, that Yolanda gives here, um, tough stuff. She has to walk down the street, grabbing her head, seeing visions, um, and sort of play it straight. And I think she does a good job. Uh, really great, great episode for her.
0: Yeah, like you said, I mean, it's her episode. It's uh, vet Monreal's episode here with Yolanda. She does an incredible job in almost every single scene. This is deeper emotional work than I think we've seen from anybody on the show. So that's very impressive there. But yeah. if I was to give it up to somebody else, I would say Brainwave just because great, terrifying ah, villain. You love. Him. I do. He's scary. And the delivery is scary. It's weird. It's upsetting. Whether he is. Just in a figment of her imagination or not, and I want to think she, he is not. There actually is something going on there. Um, it's good to see him back on screen because, like we talked about many, many times, the show does villains very well.
1: well let me ask you, do you think Mikey is going to become his, Blade his, touching of, his, yes, his touching of the Eclipso Diamond made me think, is he heading toward being uh, an Eclipso, the Eclipso?
0: Um, Potentially, I could see that it would be very silly if the final battle is everybody versus Mikey. But I could see huh. that setting huh. up a corruption of sorts for him because we haven't really gotten that. We've seen Eclipso corrupt a few people, but not necessarily our main characters. And that's definitely coming. There is no doubt in my mind that's coming.
1: Well, let me throw this out to you. I know we should have talked about this earlier, but yeah, what if what if Mikey um, he is uh, tainted by Eclipso? He is tempted. And he falls into it. Because what we've seen is these characters who are taken by Eclipso vanish. He eats their souls or whatever. What if we follow Mikey on that journey and they're not killed. They're just in this shadow dimension. And Mikey ends up being the hero. Or what if what if he is killing him and we follow Mikey
0: as he goes to hell? Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Where all creepy kids go.
1: yeah. Another chocolate volcano? <laughs> <laughs> Mikey? <laughs> If you love them so much, why don't you eat them forever? He's like, bring it on, sweet devil.
0: Yeah, it's like uh, he's Homer Simpson with the donuts in hell. Another. Very good, very timely reference. If you'd like to support this podcast, patreon.com slash comic book club. Also, we do a live show every Tuesday night at 7 p.m. to Crowdcast on YouTube. Come hang out. We would love to chat with you about Stargirl, iTunes, Android, Spotify, Stitcher, or the app of your choice to subscribe, listen, and follow the show at Star Guys Pod, Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. Comicbookclublive.com for this podcast and many more. Until next time, Star Guys out.